1: Good evening and welcome to the Angel Connection, a weekly show about all things angelic with your host, international healer and author, C.J. Martis.
0: Well, good evening, all my angel friends. I have sure missed you. This is C.J. Martis and you're listening to the Angel Connection on Friday, March 22nd, of 2013. Can you believe it? And it's already March. Wow. Okay. Well, I hope everybody had an amazing week. I have literally had angels up to my armpits all day about this show. I am welcoming a very special guest, David Matthew Brown, to the show tonight. You know, he's an incredible person. We we hit it up right away. Uh, definitely birds of a feather, so to speak. And we're going to be discussing how we can all embrace our light. And so the angels were all, uh, I guess, a flutter, a chatter, whatever you want to call it today, because they really are. Uh, all about this uh, subject here, so a uh, quick announcement. Uh, paperback version of Angel Incarnate One Birth is now available, so you can check that out on uh, angelincarnate.com. I have a couple prayer requests, so I ask for your positive intentions uh, for Lisa, who's really struggling in her life right now. For George and his family, because they just received some difficult health news. So we ask that the angels be with them uh, to give them strength during their difficult time. And for Amanda, please, who is struggling with some old addiction issues. So we want to see her fully and completely healed of those um, and then fully released. Well, you know, every uh, week I share an inspiring story. And so this one's a little shorter than some of my stories, but then I really want to get to my guest. And, of course, we've got the angel message here but this uh, gentleman is on a motorcycle and you know uh, around here especially in Kansas City we get lots of, we have lots of riders out here and so everybody's. Always, you know we have these signs that say watch out for the watch out for motorcyclists and and this particular uh, gentleman was on his uh, motorcycle and and gets hit by a truck and the truck actually speeds off leaves the scene and uh, the driver that was in the car, w- witnessing this happen, thinks, you know, jumps out very quickly um, and went over to see what he could help if he could help. And, and this guy was in such bad shape, and he's has a terrible uh, leg injury, and, and he's, you know, in minutes is just going to lose his life. And so um, he knew what to do. He made a tourniquet out of his belt. Um, held it for the paramedics to rise. By the time that he was life-flighted out of the scene, he was had lost 92% of his blood volume. And so had this good Samaritan not been there, um, the gentleman lost his leg in the process, but at least he did not lose his life. And so uh, lots of love to that good Samaritan. You know, we never know uh, in our lives when we're going to be that uh, angel you know that angel, right, and so that's why I always share those stories because we have to be able to help everybody out uh from time to time and to to help uh take care of each other right so without further ado, let's talk about the angel message and I will uh read this for you guys tonight, and then we'll talk to David, so here we go. Dear ones, it's time for you to understand that you are a child of light. Everything that you are is overflowing with divine light. This light contains your eternal nature, your glorious wisdom, and the power to heal any wounds. Each time that you fully embrace your light, the presence of God surrounds you and removes your self-doubt and inner judgment. You simply know in that moment that everything is just as it should be, and that all is well in your life. There's nothing that can remove, diminish, or cover your light unless you choose to deny it. Right now, there are many of you actively trying to evolve and expand your consciousness. What you need to remember is that you are not trying to reach a spiritual destination that you've never reached before, but rather you are seeking to open to a deeper knowledge that you already possess. The infinite <clears throat> Excuse me, the infinite spark of the Creator that you have carried into the world already contains everything you will need on your journey through your life. You had this perfect knowing before you were even born. Human life in this world can cover up this awareness and separate you from yourself. Difficult or traumatic experiences create this division inside of you. Your inner division or separation is created by the conflict between your human nature, which seeks to avoid pain and your divine nature, which accepts all experiences. We speak about your divided sense of self this week because it is now important for you to fully identify your inner separation in order to become whole again. The vast amount of work that the angels are actively doing during this important human era are to support the reintegration of your light. We are helping to mirror to you that you are already perfect, just as you are. There is no reason to run away from the real you. There is no reason to fear the real you. There is no reason to hold the real you back any longer. This is a time of awakening and renewal. You can actively choose to reset yourself back to your original blueprint if you accept everything that has already occurred in your life and commit to embracing the light within you. As you go through each day, practice taking a few moments to visualize the light within you. If you meditate or pray, see the gold light coming out of you and spreading out in all directions. Become aware of how your light affects the world around you. Pay attention to how a room feels when you first enter it and then how it feels just before you leave it. There are many signs of your light's effect on your environment and other people if you simply watch for them. You cannot make yourself the light of the world because there is nothing to make yourself into. As the Christ one once said, you are the light of the world. Keep this in mind during your week and set your intention to remember your true nature. Remember that being successful in your personal goals is not about making yourself into a different person or learning to become something that you currently aren't. It is about simply being that which you already are. Always remember that the angels are always available to give you guidance and support as you return to the source of who you truly are and work to heal your inner sense of separation. We are only a thought away, so think of us and we are with you. Until next time, dear ones, we are the seraphim. Well, I have to tell you the. I I literally have goosebumps all over my body as this very powerful message as we talk about our light this evening with my guest. And I almost forgot, I want to shout out to my daughter, Jordan, who's 24 today out in Maui. Uh, Go go jump in the ocean for me. (laughs) Uh, So I hope she's enjoying that day. But she's a light as well as we all are. So, you know, My guest tonight, David Matthew Brown, devotes his time to sharing a fresh and unique message of transcendence, unity, and spiritual healing. Alongside his message, David's skill and experience as a speaker, facilitator, and practicer of the presence are eagerly and increasingly sought after by audiences across the world. You know, I read that about him, and actually I would agree, because I think he's a pretty cool guy. David helps people to reignite their light within, a light that is already there, of course, and is looking to be discovered by you. His newest release, The Book of Light, is an interesting book that you can read through. It's not one that you sort of read cover to cover. It's one that you take time with, meditate, contemplate, and Read through again and again. So without further ado, I'd love to welcome David to the show tonight. Hello, David.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, the Angels were so excited about our time together this evening. And I think today has been kind of an energetic day for you as well. We were kind of chatting, uh, for all the listeners, you know, before we came on, uh, together tonight. And so I'm excited to discuss light um the essence of who we are with you and and, and wonderful to, to have you on the show. And where I normally kind of begin, David, with my with you know my guests is just to kind of introduce yourself, uh, share a little bit about your background and your personal journey.
1: Sure, definitely I'd, I'd be happy to. And I love the angel message that you read. It's perfect, especially for right now and all the things that are unfolding that we may not be able to understand or see. It's just wonderful to listen to that message, because when you hear truth, your mind stops. The chatter stops, and you just go, oh, yeah, that makes sense somewhere. So thank you for sharing that. And when you were speaking about the people that need prayer, always, that they are in all of our prayers, that right where they are is that very presence of life itself expressing right where they are. And so that, that unconditional loving presence is there. And as far as my journey is concerned, my journey started probably about, well, it started a while ago, it started years ago, but what I can remember from it was it started with the simple question that I had asked myself, which was that, why am I not happy? And at the time when I asked myself that question, I was an actor in L.A., I was doing a lot of commercials, I had been doing some film and TV I had voiceovers. I was a paid actor. I worked. I didn't have to get a side job. That's what I did as my career. Um, I had a really good life. I had a lot of good people in my life. And then there was a part of me that just wasn't happy, and I, I couldn't pinpoint it. So that started my journey, and from there I started taking classes. Some of your listeners may know Agape International Spiritual Center, which is founded by uh, Reverend Michael Beckwith, who has also been seen on The Secret and a couple of other films. So I had the opportunity of going through that process of classes there and then becoming what, what they call a practitioner. A practitioner is someone that holds the presence. It's almost like a spiritual midwife. At my job, when you meet with me, is I'm, I'm a spiritual midwife. I hold the presence. I, I know the presence right where I am when I meet with someone and hold that space and allow whatever contractions or pain all of those contractions as it bursts that part of you that is already present to come forward. So it's the same. I have a daughter. It's the same as going through a birth when you're witnessing someone go through um, getting to know themselves as they are. Because as you brought up in that message and as the book talks about, there's nowhere to go. It's already here. So we're discovering what's already here. We're just letting go of all the crap, if you will, <laughs> that exactly. that is that is blocking or appears to be blocking that which already is present. A lot of the language that we use is geared towards you know future tense or past tense or sometime or goal-oriented stuff. But my work is geared towards being here and here is the work, so always bringing your awareness, bringing the awareness that is present here and and being here as things are unfolding, and that could be any number of things that could be unfolding now. One minute you may be feeling a lot of anxiety. The next you might be feeling really happy, but whatever it is, to accept it as you brought up because a lot of the times when people come and talk to me, a lot of people are curious about what the lesson is. Most of the time, I would probably say 99.9% of the time when people are looking for lessons, the real lesson that they're really looking for is the lesson that they didn't learn when it was happening, which was to accept it. That we are being called to accept. And from a place of acceptance, then you you can have a better grasp of how to be with wherever it is that you're at. But most of the time... We don't want to accept that someone did that or this happened, but it did. It did happen. So that's that's been my journey. I've also had to, you know, as you brought up in the intro, I had the wonderful opportunity to facilitate the power of now when it first came out for Eckhart Tolle. That was really cool, and I've had the the chance to speak a lot and facilitate. And I had a radio show that's still ongoing called Inside Out, where yeah, I've got Archbishop Desmond Tutu on and Michael Beckwith and uh, Byron Katie and Marianne Williamson and you know, all, all people from all different realms. So the journey has always been the same for me, just staying and, and trying to live from, and trying is not the best word, but just constantly being the presence from the inside out.
0: Well, I think that's very beautifully put. And I think it's so true. You know, as we are returning to that which we are you know as we embrace you know this gift that comes from within and and without i kind of like the inside out uh, the way you were uh, describing that but often you know acceptance and this is something being in angel boot camp for a number of years <laughs> um, <laughs> you know surrender acceptance you know let go of that and and sometimes If we're thinking, 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 this is what I wanted to mention, you know, when we're thinking, thinking, what's the lesson, what's this happening, why is this happening, and we have all these questions, um, often the clarity comes later, don't you think, where you really can understand once you get out of the midst of it, as you accept it and and just let go, then we can look back and go, oh yeah, I get it, I get it all now, but I think it's very difficult, we're in the midst of it, and so simply breathing and coming to acceptance has been the best way for me to move things through things much more quickly uh, right. because it's less about thinking and just about being, as the angels like to say. So.
1: Perfect. And to go along with that, most of the time when someone's searching for an immediate lesson or they want to learn the lesson really quickly, most of the time what's happening is they're negating. Right. They're, I agree. They, they're negating because maybe they're playing a, a part of approval or proving to people that they can handle things. Mm-hmm. So they negate their own feelings. They sacrifice their feelings for the approval of others because they maybe they're on a spiritual journey and they want to show people that they're strong enough or that they can handle it. Or maybe they're a CEO of a company and they want to prove to their employees that they can just will themselves through this and we learn lessons rather quickly and blah, blah, blah. blah. And so that's why the process is a wonderful process of practicing the present. Because as you're fully present, you're able to be fully with the feelings that are happening now. And as you know, uh, in your own work, and as some of your listeners know that do work with others, the actual emotion that comes through you only actually lasts when fully embraced for 45 seconds.
0: You're right. I There was a point, not to interrupt you, but there was a point. Uh, I, I'm not sure, you know, time's kind of fluid to me lately because of the, being in yeah. the now more. And it is a practice, right? We have to keep practicing this stuff and, and and release those what we think others' expectations are or even are very high and unreachable expectations sometimes. But I had this very cool experience where an emotion came kind of out of nowhere. I was by myself. And instead of the usual, oh, my gosh, I'm freaking out or what's going on, you know, I it was the very first time that I didn't do what I had normally done, you know, the normal tendency to stuff it or, or disassociate from it because I don't know what it's about. Instead, it passed through me. It lasted for 45 seconds, like you said, around there. Not that I was timing, but very short, and it just simply passes through and i did get a little bit of what it was it was old energy i didn't need to figure it out and so i but it was a beautiful thing i think to turn that corner to be able to just be with it right i'm sure as i practice this it's like oh so that's how we can do it boy i've been doing it the really hard way the whole time you know (laughs)
1: But, but, but that's good though because we most of us have done it the really hard way and as we, as we continue to get more and more accepting and it kind of builds this inner confidence that we can handle the things that are going on inside and if we can handle these emotions and feelings that are happening inside, then when we're in the world and things seem to be out there when they're not because we're one with everything, and, as they're unfolding, we're able to be with it and understand it and come from more of a loving, kind place of understanding and bring compassion and all the wonderful qualities, which is our light. Our light is naturally understanding compassion, kindness, giving, receiving you know and that's what's marvelous about the the process that's why I suggest that it's like a pregnancy because when when you're in the pregnancy, there are moments when I was with my former wife, and she we, when we're in the she was birthing our daughter, and she would turn to me and go, "I can't do this, I can't." And then you breathe, and now you're in it. And right. then we 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 go through that, and then there's the next emotion where maybe she's laughing her, her guts out or laughing and she's crying at the same time, and so it's like a wave. But that's the beauty of the imperfection working with the perfection that already is, to formulate that which already is happening, which is that beautiful, magnificent light of you.
0: I that was beautiful. Thank you. That, I, you know, I know it's going to be a love fest on this show. Just because we've got angels everywhere, <laughs> and I think, and and you know, it and, and what what you said about speaking truth, you know. When we hear truth, we know. I call it a resonance, you know, just because my body will actually vibrate or shake, sometimes even. But just, you know, one of these, you know, recurring things, especially, you know, through 2012, and, you know, that things are really uh, kicking, it you know, up energetically, magnetically, everything. You know, and so, but, you know, this whole spiritual awakening, this whole new era that we are in the midst of right now for people about being able to embrace our light, be able to simply be, you know, with what we're experiencing, you know. And so it's important that, you know, those of us that are are sharing our own stories, you know, or communicating that, you know, we continue to support this, giving ourselves this big bear hug, you know. And, And after a while, I can promise, if you simply be with your emotions to the listeners out there, They will pass very quickly and you'll begin to see the emotions as a gift because to me I feel like if I have an emotion that comes out of nowhere, it's my body telling me something's coming up, right? And it needs to go, transmute, change. And so you really can, instead of having an aversion to, oh, I'm weepy today, you know, for some reason or this or that that comes up because it will because we are the light. So the more we embrace the light, it shakes all that other stuff loose, too.
1: Yes. You know, one of the one of the things that your listeners can ask themselves right now, and I brought this, I brought up two things when I spoke on Sunday. The first point was that, you know, being on social media and blogging and doing different things that I do, you you have a tendency to read people's comments and you kind of see where they're at and where they're flowing from. And there's a wonderful phrase that people use where they go, you know, remember who you are or stop forgetting who you are. My question is this, and your listeners can take this into their own lives and and sit with this and contemplate this question. What aspect of you keeps remembering and forgetting? And the place in you that is aware of that is who you are.
0: That's a good thing to contemplate, right? So the, yeah. the place
1: in you that is aware of the place that keeps remembering and forgetting—that aware part is who you actually are,
0: the observer. So mm-hmm. as, Where you,
1: yeah. So as you come into the awareness that you are, which some would say would you know, if we want to put words to it, would be the I am. You come into this aware place. The awareness is who you are. So in that awareness, when those emotions come up, they they just come up in this awareness, and there is no self attached to the emotion that's coming up. But if you're, atta- you know, the moment that you're caught in time or that three-dimensional reality, and the emotion comes up, and then you get charged by it, and then it becomes your day, and now your day's charged, and you're charged up, and you're activated. The moment that you can kind of allow the awareness to step back a little bit and look at it and give it space, now you're able to be with this aspect that you just brought up that is just coming up to just be seen so it could be released. That's all. It's just coming up so it can be seen to be released. The other thing that they might want to sit with that is a good thing is that, because I, my sense is we're, we're going to be talking about this anyways, but just to bring it up earlier, most people ask, well, what is the point of going... Like, what is the point of going to God? Because they may have been brought up in certain religions. But what is the point of bringing to spirit? The point is, is that you're bringing it to an energy that is infinite. So what does that mean to your listeners? It simply means this. Your whole day is spent describing what you think is happening. So you... Uh, if you can imagine taking your description and bringing them back to the undescribable, right. and having that get rearranged so you can actually see what is going on. So you have that epiphany of what you just brought up, but, oh, oh, I see, I see. So it, I accept that it happened now. I can understand. Okay, I'm out of the way.
0: But we get in our way a lot and that's what blocks our ability to embrace that part of ourselves. And, you know, and, you know, I think that there's a lot of people out there too. You know, it's like you said, we want to, we want to get through this really quick or we want to do this or we look at someone else who, you know, is in a certain place. Maybe we want to be in that place. You know, we look at all these things and it's like, the moment we go external, like you said, when we start evaluating our experience, obviously based on the external world, we're caught, you know. um, We can get very, very, you know, into those attachments or, like you said, approval or, you know, all these other things that can come up. And so, you know, all of these things that have just kind of fluidly come out of the beginning of our discussion, of course, you know, are all different ways, of course, that, that, when we can practice those tools, use those insights, you know, recognize that I am in us uh, when we need to simply allow, let go, simply be. I always say it is what it is, um, you know, and it's everybody has their different phrasing for those, those truths, you know. But what I well, want to get into... Oh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say really quick, because my ear caught being, and I, and I sense that some listeners or some people that will be listening to this down the road might have a problem with the ver- word being. So let me just put it into context to sure. help, out, help out the listener. Because some people believe that when you're being, that you're inactive, that it's a passive place. Actually, it's the most energized place that you can be in. And let me give you a visual. If your listeners can picture a cat watching a mouse hole. And as as, as the cat is watching the mouse hole, that's how, in, that's how alert you are when you are present. Now, now, we'll bring that into our form, so we'll take it out of the cat and we'll use us. I'd like your listeners now to tell themselves, I'm going to wait for my next thought. And what you'll notice is that no thoughts will come up. That's how alert alert the presence is. So it's an alert state. And, And the reason for that, there are many, but one of the reasons is so that you are alert enough to see the inside and take it and go. When you're not in that alert state, you become passive. So thinking, when you just constantly think all the time, you're actually being lazy and passive. It's the most passive place you can be by just thinking all day long. It's very passive. So as you as you become in tune with the present, you, became, you become greatly enhanced to be used as the light that you are. Then you'll be gifted with insight and you take that insight because an insight is a blessing from God, a blessing from the great light, a blessing from the supreme intelligence that says you're ready, take it and go.
0: Well, I appreciate your explanation of that because, you know, the word the word being, like you said, might you know, some people might look at that as sort of being a nerd, you know, but it's it's right. not. It's an, it's an incredible place to be, but we're so conditioned. So I want to encourage all the listeners: just keep practicing. You don't have to be fully present 100% of the time. You know, just relax, but, but bring yourself back when you, you worry about the. You find yourself thinking about the past. Oh my gosh, or the future. Oh my gosh, you know, because I used to have, believe it or not, a very terrible anxiety disorder most of my life. And I was able to overcome it simply by the things I teach on this show um and the things that we're discussing, but it you just commit to that journey, and more and more you'll find that you can be more present you can you can stay in that space um, and and it's just stay- but it takes time you know it takes time to unwind the things that it took years to wind up, you know, So. <laughs> We have, you know, but but luckily, luckily, you know, um, in this particular area, the angels want me to mention right now because they're all up on me about this. But they, but luckily, it doesn't have to take nearly so many years to undo, you know, right. what might have been created in twenty or thirty years because of the frequencies, because of the immense. Uh, amount of angelic beings, other other beautiful beings in the universal light, you know, who are really wanting to help us remember our light and embrace our light, know who we are, you know, and be present um, in that now moment, as um, Eckhart Tolle <laughs> brought through with that with his book. You know, what a wonderful thing! So you you've you know, now released, David, let's talk about some of these truths um, and sort of move into discussion of the the book. Um, you know, it's called The Book of Light. Very uh, appropriate for tonight. You know, everything is light, but we'll, we'll, I don't want to jump ahead. So uh, let's talk about, because what we often see, especially, and, I, and I've and just been, just an insight that I had for those of us who are on our journey trying to free ourselves from our suffering, separation, all these things. A lot of times things will happen in our life, obviously, they are difficult times, difficult parts of the journey, but what comes out of the other side of it is just something just um, amazing or, or beautiful. So you are experiencing some difficulty and challenge in your life before this this book came into your awareness, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was. And, and what's, what's fascinating is how your journey brings you to, as we're talking about tonight, the light itself. And I found myself in the process of pretty much some, some people can go through things and have they go through experiences, in their life, they could handle it a lot different when it comes to certain circumstances, other than other than other people. And what I mean by is, some people are very good. Let's say with money, and they think well, if money happens or they have a downturn in their funds, they're able to recover really well. So we all have areas where we're working out what we need to do. And what happened for me was, I actually went through a divorce, and it was like just getting the wind knocked out of me. And everything, I was blessed because everything that was working for me all went out the door. Everything. Everything. And I was, everything. You name it, it, it it went out. Everything went at the same time. It wasn't just as though I got a divorce and a couple things went. Everything. I mean everything. And so there I was, and I just continued my practice, which was meditation and prayer. And I remember sitting there in meditation and literally I had no idea what to do, no idea what my next steps were. I was literally in the unknown. And there was anxiety and there was fear and there's a lot of things going on inside. And I hit this place in meditation where everything went in my mind. It was just completely clear. And in this state of peace, I just this thought popped up and it said, "What is light?" And for the first time, I didn't try to like get to the end of it. I didn't try to figure it out. I, I didn't Google it. Like, well, what is light? What do other what do other thinkers think about what light is? What, what's the philosophy of light? None of that. I just what is light? And I sat there just it was almost in this vast space of stillness with just this question: What is light? And as I sat there in that space, all of a sudden it just felt like a charge coming through my body. And I went to my computer, and I wrote the last chapter of the book. And as I wrote the last chapter of the book, I was done. I just kind of let it sit there, and I walked away from it. And that process continued for probably, you know, a good, like, couple of months. I had sent the chapter after I wrote it to one of my friends, and he was hilarious because he's a writer, and he said... David, I have no idea what this means, but it is so healing to read. Can <laughs> you can you simplify it some way, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And that's the basis for the five smaller, I call them books, the five smaller books before you get to the, the last chapter of the book. So everything is gearing you towards, it's like a gentle journey uh-huh. into the final chapter of the book.
0: So for so, that, so would you uh just quickly mention those? Within this book you have the book of story, there's the book of heart.
1: The, book of, the innocence, book
0: of innocence. The book of play
1: and the book of stillness. And then the final book, The Origins of Light.
0: And so how long did it take for the rest of it? Did it sort of once you what what I find interesting about you getting, like, the end part first right. is I was uh, talking. Uh, I, I'm currently working on the second Angel Incarnate novel. And I said, well, I'm ready to write now. I have the end and the beginning.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: It, but I could see it. You know what I mean. I I I didn't. You know, everybody's like they get done with the book, they go, "Where's the next one?" You know, and all of that. But I actually let it being gentle with myself, practicing what I preach to others. You know, just sort of enjoying that the first book's done. But what what was so interesting is that it once a, that the beginning and the end came into my awareness. Everything else in between can just be organic. You know, it's just it's just interesting. Sometimes we don't just go. Uh, when when we reach these truths, you know they they aren't A B C D E F G. Sometimes are they? You know, the, it's it's a much different process. I think when we can become yeah, divinely inspired.
1: And, uh, yeah, in, and with that, adding to what you just brought up, the book in itself is sixty six pages long. And when you read the book, it feels like it's it, it's probably like a 400-page book, but it's 66 right. pages long, and it's a contemplative journey. And what I love about the journey that it takes takes the reader on, is that it's a soul-to-soul journey. And because it's a soul-to-soul journey, your head is is going to freak out. <laughs> like your your mind, if it's going to try to understand this book right off the bat, is going to freak out in a good way, which I feel is good. And here's a good example. My mom read this book, and my mom's a devout Catholic, which doesn't really mean anything, really, but it, it can show you where her beliefs are. So she uh-huh. read the first the first time, she read it once, and she had lots of questions. So she said, I have these questions. I go, well, rather than asking me the questions, why don't you read the book again? So she read it again and she didn't have any more questions for me. She started to kind of get things as as they were showing up. And so now she uses the book as something like you had brought up earlier, where she'll just pick a page, pick out like a sentence and contemplate it. And what's good about the book is it's linear that it's telling you a story, but it's also nonlinear. So it works for the left brain and the right brain. You're getting abstract the way that I feel like the soul speaks to us in kind of these abstract ways.
0: It's true. It's never
1: fully, never really fully giving us the full picture, but it's giving us like hints. Like you meet somebody, and uh, we were talking about it before the show. You meet someone and maybe you're, you get a nudge on your shoulder, or you meet someone and you feel like, oh, they they seem really good, but there's something telling me to stay away, right? Because right. the bigger picture—that's how we listen to the bigger picture—and and for some of your listeners that may be religious or spiritual, you know that's why with the Our Father, that's why people use the Our Father to remind them that it is a moment by moment thing that we are being worked with, that we are working with something. It doesn't have power over us, but we are working with it, and you know it's giving us breadcrumbs which are insights throughout our day to help us and guide us in the right direction. So the book itself is profoundly rich. I mean, I read the book still, and I'm just like, wow, I wrote that. Oh, okay, wow. And still contemplating things.
0: Well, and what I love about your book, and it's divine simplicity, I guess is what I'll say, is is that it has so many layers to it. You know, like you said, it speaks to the right and left brain. Um, It will reach you and infuse you wherever you're at, like with your mother. You brought up the Our Father. I actually, most people don't know this, I say the Our Father every day. Wow. Because of my background, because I was raised that way, and because there's... You know, but I don't pray it like Our Father, Martin. You know, I, very rushed. I, I, it's a, it's a beautiful prayer, like you said. It remind, you know, it reminds us that we're on this journey, and it's sacred, you know. And we could recite, you know, the Serenity Prayer that might be a, a sacred thing to us, and and so forth. But what I do really appreciate about the book is that it's communicating on so many different levels that even you, the author, can go back and go and see something different.
1: Yeah, 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 no, I, I I agree with everything that you said, and it's beautiful. I remember sitting with my uncle, who's actually a Roman Catholic priest, and we had a, yeah, we had a talk one time at a Denny's. So we're sitting there in this Denny's booth, and we're talking about some, I had some questions, and he was asking me questions, and I'm, talking to him a little bit about my book, and we're talking about that. And we talked about the Our Father. And he said, really, all you really need to do is contemplate Our Father. And he goes, and what's wonderful about that is now you've connected to all other religions and spiritual practices. You've connected into unity, which is that we're all connected. We are all one. It's Our, O-U-R, Father. Father. And so that's, it's that, you
0: know, that's an, that's neat insight <laughs> for him to give you about.
1: Yeah, that. definitely. Well, he, he's a
0: Jesuit, right? So Jesuits are really, really cool. <laughs> they are cool, and you know, for those of my Catholic listeners, uh, we have a Jesuit pope now. So um, yeah. the angels are very happy about this, and that's all I'll say. <laughs> um, but they are they are cool. They they walk in the emulation of the Christ light you know, they see the journey differently. And, you know, I have studied Buddhism. I've studied every every religion. Um, I still go to Mass, you know, because I think that all of these things are all a part of the same energy. And we're obviously right. supposed to talk about this tonight. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Like you said, it's, you know, our Father. You know, it's everyone's light, it's our light. It's everyone's light. Um, well, this show is going by real quick, so I do want to maybe talk about a few of these that the angels kind of picked out from your book. Sure. So the first one that I selected was from the book of story, and I allowed sort of centered, you know, uh, synchronicity to sort of just open up and grab these. So the fir- the first one is, So as light... Each is whole, perfect, complete, and constantly radiating this fullness. This is reality. This is nature and natural. Yes. There's a whole bunch of stuff in this one. We need two shows to talk about all these probably. But it's, you know, it's, it, you know the light is whole it's already complete and that, you know and so that speaks to the angel message just reminding us that we're already we are already the light that's the truth of reality is light it is in our nature
1: yes and and to go with that the mind when the mind is consistently speaking and arguing with itself all day long and masking you know, we're masking the truth, but the truth is always present. You know, we have we, you and I. Were, we were just talking, you know, just about Catholicism. And as right. As we approach as we approach Easter, um, I'm I'm not Catholic. I was raised Catholic. I'm I'm just more in, with essence. But what's great is that Jesus has a moment in the Bible where he has to confront himself, and he does it for forty days and forty nights.
0: Right. right. That's what Lent's all it for about.
1: 40, right. Noah it does it for like 40 years or whatever it is.
0: So we all
1: ha- we all go through it. At some time, you're going to have to go inward and go where the war is, where the real war is, and confront what you sense is the truth compared to what is not the truth. And in that you will discover you'll get glimpses and you'll you'll go through pain and you'll go through excitement and then you'll have moments of inspiration and moments where you just want to be by yourself and then moments where you want to go in front of a group or whatever. But in that, those glimpses, you'll discover that what you're glimpsing is that whole aspect of you. And that whole aspect which is in the stillness, which is peace be still. Correct? Uh So in this space is something that is beyond your understanding. And in order to to understand, we have to rid ourselves and empty empty the cup, empty your mind. And we empty the mind to arrive in that I am presence. And that I am presence guides the show. Not attached to anything. Not attached to this or that. Not attached to a relationship. Not attached to the experience not not saying that it is the experience and then playing that part, not taking a thought and then playing the thought out in the world as though it's real.
0: So The stories that we make that, up. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. The stories that we make up, the judgments, the descriptions, the gossip, the incessant gossip that we do about each other, and then and we don't even know we're doing it, and then when someone comes to us that we had just been gossiping about, and they come to us about something, then then now we play the part of the compassionate person. And we're oblivious that we were just gossiping about them with other people. So we play out all these different characters and, and actors and plays in our own life till we finally bring it down to the truth. And in that truth, which is beyond understanding, which we are all in right now, it is whole. And I actually believe that that, WHOLE really should be holy. Because right. each person that's listening to this is a sacred temple. I mean, you have your your left and right temples on your head, and between there is your temple. Is the church. Is your home. Is where you where you where you should be all the time inward looking out.
0: I really appreciate you saying that, you know, because I I say I use the word holy a lot (laughs) because to to again just just we are these holy vessels of sacred light and uh, capable of so many things and if we can you know and like you were saying you know but what distracts us what keeps us from embracing our light knowing who we are you know our is that storyteller you know the ego's bouncing you know, into its illusions while the I am knows what's going on, you know. And so, like you said, we wage war in our minds every day. And having an anxiety disorder, I did that every single moment of every single day. Mm -hmm. And now that I don't, I look back on that with such compassion for the suffering that I created in myself. And that, well, honestly, is why I do what I do, to help Mm -hmm. others understand and know that you can return to that holy temple inside of yourself it's never too late and that we just have to continue to learn and like you said we get glimpses like a flicker it's like ooh, what was that little shiny big shiny thing you know and that's us <laughs> you know that's that's our light that we're seeing you know and 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 like you said, being uh, early on, you know, being that midwife—that's as we share our light with others. Whether it's what you do, what I do, how we care for our family members—all of those things, you know—we are there simply to hold that space. We we don't realize it, but we're holding that space as one you know, uh, as being one together, you know, we're always holding that space but when we consciously you know, with our intention of unconditional love from that sacred place, we all hold the space for others to become liberated yes, and to that's me
1: beautiful.
0: And... Go ahead
1: No, I was going to say that's beautiful and that just sparks something in myself. Nobody needs to be changed As you no, hold that Right, so many of your listeners may ask, well, why is it important for me to go inward? It's important for you to go inward because once you change whatever it is that you feel like you need to change or come into the truth, however it is, whatever way you choose to recognize the presence in your life, the more present you are, you bring that everywhere you go. And then you because you accept the presence, you accept everything in it as it is no matter what it looks like, no matter what's going on. And then you're able to act from a place that is from the present. You no longer react, which is to to do something that's already pre-recorded in you. That's why we call it reacting, because you're trying to do something you've already done, and you haven't learned whatever it is you're supposed to learn. So you were we're responders. That's why we call it responsibility. Responsibility means the ability to respond. That's responsibility. And that responsibility is to understand the real education on this planet, which
0: is yourself.
1: True education. If you wanna if you want to get a PhD or a masters, know yourself.
0: I and I I totally agree there, just to everything that I've learned. And What I have also learned, you know, is, like you said, we do not have to, you know, we don't have to fix, change anyone. We really, truly, if we, as we're talking about tonight, embrace our holy light, we'll call it, if we're simply present in that space, then it allows magic to happen for other people. And... And because they're they're heard, you know, how often in our lives did we get upset because we felt like somebody didn't really hear us, <laughs> you know? We get all bent out of shape because somebody's not listening or whatever. But when you really are, are moving in that space of, the, of your I am, that's when miracles happen. That's when I've seen things just simply, you know, in my house or, you know, with my family or just these things that, you know, ten years ago you go, Oh, that'll never happen. Right? You know, or that person will never get it, you know. But when we are in that space of that love and that light, truly, and we're there, it brings everyone else's light out, too. Because, you know, all systems try to... Living systems try to entrain or seek to reach the, the higher frequencies of energy. So all... We have to do is be, which is the cool part. Which is what the angels were also tying back to the angel message is like, you don't have to become anything or fix anything or whatever you do. You just have to recognize. Not, and I like a lot right. of what you shared tonight about that because you have such a very eloquent way of putting it.
1: Nothing is broken. I know that's difficult for people to understand right now, and you could. And I invite you to question what I just said and and don't believe a thing I say. Question everything that I'm saying. Take it into your life and question, question, question. But nothing is broken. You aren't broken. You've had experiences, but those experiences aren't who you are. And, And it's a beautiful place of recognition to give up trying to fix you all the time, and sometimes in a spiritual path, people that may be addicted in in this human journey in some way, then they decide to go be in spiritual journey and they they take that same kind of attitude with them of i 'm broken i 'm broken, I need to fix, I need to go do this workshop, I need to read a book, I need to go see a speaker I need to go do this i need need, 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 need. and it continues and and they don't really grow. And they so, become
0: sort of a perpetual seeker, right? I've seen people yeah. who can... They never get it. They never become an in, inner, you know. They they learn all that, all these things, you know. But if you can't bring that into yourself, then it's, uh, to me, a, a, a very fruitless endeavor it can be.
1: Yes, that's and funny. we go to those speakers. We, we go to those books early on, and that's wonderful. But most of the time we're going to those places and questioning the, the spiritual teacher's and the guides and the people that are that are talking about it to make sure that it's safe for us to be who we are,
0: right, and that's so true you know,
1: and in the myth and the hero's journey, there's always that moment where the the hero's gotta jump well, us on a spiritual path, our jumping point is the presence is to know that there's nowhere to go anymore, this is it, and we're going to be okay as we go inward. And it was the message from your angels today about, listen, you're okay. Like, you know, like, all the messages are like, you're okay. You're going to be okay. Everything's fine, right? It's okay. You're just putting shadows on a wall. It's okay. Stop scaring yourself. You're okay. Be with us, right? Be with right. us. You're just like Right now you're just looking at the shadows. It's it's okay. You're safe. You're safe, right? It's like when your child's crying from a nightmare and you come in as a parent and you listen. You don't try to change them. You don't go, I'm sure you had a nightmare. Well, that's ridiculous.
0: (laughs) No, we don't say that, do we? But we'll say that to ourselves all the time.
1: (laughs) Exactly. We comfort them. We love them where they are. We say, it's going to be okay. But when our friends throw a tantrum, when our friends get upset, when our friends are blaming us or judging us or gossiping, we get all worked up by it. And... We don't stop and go, it's okay, I'm okay. There may be all this noise going on inside my head, but I'm still okay. There might be some noise going on outside of me, but I'm okay.
0: And it is, and that's when you're, I learned, and I know we're getting close on time already, (laughs) darn, Um, but, you know, I learned a lot. I finally figured out what it meant to be in the world but not of it, or something similar to that that I heard from a teacher, was when I could consistently not be pulled to the extremes, but to be in the center of my experience. And uh, it took a lot of work to to be able to to have that at a consistent level. But when we are truly present, then we are okay. We're always all right. And um, it's just, you know, and one moment arises, another arises, and so on. So, and I know everybody out there listening can can be in their I am presence more, embrace their light. And I'm going to uh, very quickly read this, and then I would like you because we're running out of time, David. And I will definitely yeah, I have you it. back um, from the Book of Light. Uh, or the origin of light, the part of your book. The source of the light is immense. It is everywhere, and in all places at once. And I say, Amen, Amen, to that. That's Amen. Amen. Well, David, it has been wonderful having you on the show. Um, such a, a near, near and dear um, brother to my heart and I appreciate you coming. How can people learn a little bit more about you or or give them your website address?
1: Sure. They can get the book at Amazon.com, The Book of Light, The Heart Opening. They can just put David Matthew Brown. If they want to go to my website, it's D as in David, Matthew Brown. So it's D. Matthew Brown.
0: Wonderful. Well, I am so happy that we got to share this time with the presence of our light. the angels and everything thank you so much for being on my show and I really uh, look forward to our continued friendship (laughs) definitely
1: thank you so much for having me I love you
0: I love you too David thank you so much for coming and I'll be talking to you soon
1: sounds good peace and blessings
0: peace to you you know oh gosh guys out there listening tonight sharing the Friday evening or you know listening to me on archive that is all the time we have this evening, but I have to say I have this beautiful piece inside of me and, and so grateful for the show uh that David and I were able to put together. So you've been listening to the Angel Connection Show with CJ Martis and you know next next week I'll be interviewing a, a lovely gentleman named Doctor Mari Preston and we're gonna be discussing his book and and talking about living in the super mind. He is actually a uh, a uh, traditionally trained uh, psychiatrist um, who really discovered something interesting. You know, we talk about a lot of people on this show. You know, being in one particular profession and then suddenly something opens, doesn't it? The light comes in and they switch gears and move on to perhaps you know uh, an, a whole new aspect of psychiatry. So I'm very excited uh, to be able to have him on the show. Um, and very excited to be back this week. So I highly recommend you get David's book. Contemplate it. Contemplate embracing your own light. Share your light with the world. You're all beautiful, and I appreciate you listening to the show. May the angels be with you this week. Just think of them, and they'll be there. Until next time, my friends, remember to be angelic to yourselves so that you can become an angel to others. Take care and have a wonderful week. 18 plus.